you hear those sirens, ladies and gentlemen? It's not the feds coming after you. It's not a fireman. It's not a Scott Steiner entrance. This is episode 116 of the two. Sweet wrestling podcast. We got a lot to hop into, ladies and gentlemen. The Royal Rumble, NBC, Peacock. They got a billion dollar deal. We got a lot to talk about, man. Undertaker, goodness, have Lord have mercy. And bad money. Segment of people that boy, don't want to see that money. It's very well. I'm not talking to you. You think, you think I ain't just going to talk about that? Come on, man. I need more to words burning back. You can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet five. That's the number two sweet POD. Like and subscribe, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching on YouTube. Build up your boy. And also, you can find me on Twitter at two sweet five, the number two sweet POD. OMG, where it be. So, normally I like to jump into the news first, but we're gonna jump right into the Royal Rumble first. Surprise, surprise. Uh, look, the Royal Rumble is traditionally my favorite pay-per-view of the entire year. So, like, over WrestleMania, believe it or not, because traditionally the Royal Rumble always delivers. And I've had a lot of fun watching the previous Royal Rumble, so I I am very excited. My hopes are sky high this time around as well. A lot to look forward to. So we're going to jump right on into this thing. The women's tag team titles are on the line. Charlotte Flair and Asuka versus Nia Jackson and Baszler. Look, man, WWE has done a job and not a good one. They've done a, a, a job of making us not care about the women's tag team titles and it's very unfortunate man like i said from the start this whole thing was done so that charlotte flair could be a triple crown champion but i think uh bailey and sasha and that's why this was done that's why that's just my opinion but that beside the fact that what i don't like you know if you're gonna make charlotte and oscar the tag team champion it's gonna be fine but what I don't like is, okay, Charlotte is doing her own thing with Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans is doing re- <laughs> uh, probably in slip right there. Uh, and Asuka is doing her own thing with Alexa Bliss. <laughs> so, I mean, they're all doing singles action type things and when they should be tag team champions. So I have no reason to care about them being the women's tag team champions. Nevertheless, the result will be this. Nia Jackson, Shane Baszler will win back the tag team championships. And, like, I see no reason to keep the titles on Charlotte Flair and Oscar if you're going to do what you're doing with him. That's just my opinion. No winners, Nia Jackson and Shane Baszler. So, this match hasn't been officially added to the Royal Rumble, but you have to believe it will be there. Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley. Yes, I still call him the first names. I'm not Vince McMahon. It is what it is. Matt Riddle, I don't necessarily like the way he got the title shot. Having to beat three members of the Herb Business. I thought it really made the Herb Business look weak. Even though they had some protective finishes here and there. Like, I know, man. Give me another way for Matt Riddle to get a title shot. Nevertheless, we got Matt Riddle. We got Bobby Lashley, and the result is this. 
it's very simple. Just like uh, there's 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 no need to take the title off of Bobby Lashley at this point. The guy's rocking and rolling. I love her business. Look, what 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 bothers me is that they're teasing a breakup of the her business. You know how many Raws I watch where I'm down in the doldrums and then I hope the Hurt Business team hits and then I say, hell yeah, let's go, man. Like, don't pick these guys up. They're doing some phenomenal things together. Like, keep them together. Let's set up a point all together. No win in this match, Matt Riddle, Bobby Lashley. Lashley will pull out the win here. No need to take the title off of that man. Another match not necessarily announced uh, for the Royal Rumble, but this is going to be my speculation. The Intercontinental Championship is going to be defended at the Royal Rumble. I think that's safe to say. And with the way things happen on SmackDown, I'm going to say it's going to be a three-way match. Uh, Sami Zayn, uh, Bobby Lashley, and Paula Cruz. And uh, that is going to be a phenomenal match if it goes down like that. No matter what the Intercontinental Championship match is at the Royal Rumble, assuming there will be one, the winner will be Big E. Nevertheless, and like I said with my blessing, no need to take the title off of that guy. So I would very much look forward to that and I hope that's going down. Moving on. The title matches, the, the world title matches, excuse me. First of all, what do we want to happen to first? Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, last man standing. This should have been Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's my take because Nakamura could have greatly benefited from losing a narrow competitive match to Roman Reigns. It would have been a great boost heading into WrestleMania, but we have what we have now. It is Roman Reigns. It is Kevin Owens. And these guys have had wonderful matches. Don't get me wrong. But like I've been saying for quite some time now, if they were going to do Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens again, it's something that should have gone down at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens winning. Nevertheless, what we're going to get here is a phenomenal match. And it's setting up to be Jay Uso getting involved again. That would be very lame. Like, I'm tired of saying the, the, the Jay Uso interference finish. But we may get that again here. There, like I said with Big E, there is no need to take this title off from Reigns before WrestleMania. We're going to have somebody conquer Roman Reigns. It has to be at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns picks up the victory here. Moving on. The WWE title is on the line. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Look, man, I said this a few weeks ago. There is a morbid curiosity to this match because we all assume that Drew McIntyre is just going to win the match. But you wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon to have Goldberg squash him, would you? No, you wouldn't because I wouldn't either. There is a chance. Goldberg, you know what? I'm going to put it at 60 40. That Drew McIntyre wins this match. That's a big chance that Goldberg wins this match and pisses us all off. It could happen. And like, it, there's a good chance that it could happen. Nevertheless, this this should be another one of those quick Goldberg matches. Uh, with, I'm going to choose Drew McIntyre to pick up the victory here. I'm going to go safe. I'm going to go safe and take Drew McIntyre, but look. It would not surprise me in the least to see Goldberg 
win the title. But I still mark out for Goldberg's and then the fireworks. That's just me in the power bit. Everything else, like, man, somebody else should be getting the spot, man. And I don't want to belabor that point because it has been belabored to death. Somebody else should be getting the spot, but nevertheless, it's Drew McIntyre. It's but Drew McIntyre will get the victory. That is my prediction. Moving on. We have the Royal Rumbles, ladies and gentlemen. What should I start with first? You know what? I am more interested in the women's Royal Rumble than I am the men's. So you know what? I'm going to start with the men first and save the women for last. Um, my Iron Man in the Royal Rumble. You know what? I just talked about him earlier. I'm going to go with Shinsuke Nakamura to be the Iron Man in this Royal Rumble. Back in 2018, in battle with the Iron Man, he lasted like an hour in the match. And he gained so much momentum from just doing that. He didn't do anything with it. But he gained so much momentum in the night. The crowd was on fire for the dude. And I see that happening with Shinsuke Nakamura coming up this Sunday. I don't know if he's going to go an hour. But I do see him being the Iron Man of the match. My final four? I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy. No, no, no. Take Randy Orton out. I'm going to go with Dave Brand, AJ Styles, Edge. And I'm going to be spicy right here. I'm going to say Brock Lesnar in the final four. Spicy pick. Surprise entrant. That's just my take on it. And we'll, they'll do something. I'll protect Brian Cage. Excuse me, Brock Lesnar. Lord have mercy. And uh, you know what? The winner of the men's Royal Rumble will be Daniel Bryan. Yes, indeed. He has, he's in the he's in the spot before Royal Rumble where he's not really doing anything. He's kind of in the spot where Drew McIntyre was last year. He wasn't really doing anything. And you know that's setting him up for Royal Rumble. Man, that's how I feel with Daniel Bryan right now. Not doing a whole lot. Had a couple of matches with Cesaro. But not doing a whole lot right now. Or a match with Cesaro. But not doing a whole lot right now. I think he's going to pull it up. And we're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And my question is this. Who will the fans cheer more at WrestleMania? You know what? It's going to be weird. It's going to be the first time that they see Roman. We're going to get fans with Roman Reigns uh, coming out. And I think they're going to pop like hell for Roman Reigns. I'm going to go the fans are going to cheer Roman Reigns more than they are Daniel Bryan. And that is a hell of a statement considering the history with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns over the years. But I can't wait to see that play out. Daniel Bryan, Royal Rumble winner. Moving on. The Women's Royal Rumble. The Iron Woman for the Women's Royal Rumble will be... Who will it be? I am going to go with Charlotte Flair to be the woman of the women's royal woman. She's gonna last the longest and uh final four. Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, and Alexa Bliss. I think that is gonna make for an intriguing final four with those ladies. And you know what? The winner down to the nitty-gritty. This is a tough one. I feel like the, the men's Royal Rumble is a fairly easy pick to make. 
this one is a tough one because I don't believe Bailey is gonna win at all. She she's had a three hundred day reign with the title. She's out in my estimation. But the other three, Charlotte Flair, you, you can't count out WWE and how they view Charlotte Flair. So she's in the running. She's in the running, man. But I think it comes down to these two ladies in, in my opinion. Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. And Alexa Bliss just uh, had the non-finish basically with Randy Orton, RK Older in the match against Asuka. So she's in the run. I think they're going to do something with Alexa Bliss. I just think they have to get the situation with Randy Orton out of the way first. My winner is Bianca Belair, and I'm so nervous. Because there are times where you feel like, okay, WWE should do this, and it's obvious. And then sometimes they just don't do it. And I'm nervous that this could be the case for Bianca Belair, but... We'll see how it all turns out. I got Bianca Miller winning, and that is my Royal Rumble breakdown. So, we're going to jump into things here. We're going to jump into some news items. And you know what? WWE, man, I'm sitting here, and on my local news, they're talking about how WWE signed a deal with Peacock, and I, I, I turn around, I hurry up in front of the TV, I'm like, what? what is going on? And they have signed over the rights to the WWE Network to, to NBC's Peacock Streaming Network, a billion dollar deal, man. And look, there is a lot of opinions going back and forth on this on wrestling Twitter, and a lot of people are like, it's good, a lot of people are like, oh, this is bad. And look, I'm here to tell you, it is a Win, 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 same old, same old. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to explain it. Look, it is a win for NBC because they're about to get a crap ton of wrestling fans to subscribe to their streaming service. It's a win for WWE because they got a billion freaking dollars out of the deal. And it's a partial win for wrestling fans because either you're going to pay the same amount for a, a Peacock service, not just wrestling, you're going to pay $9.99 for all of the NBC service or $4.99 if you want the ads. So it's a personal win for wrestling fans, but here's why it's same old, same old. We complain about these wrestling storylines all the time. And we, we do all these things and we complain and we crap and moan. And look, none of that matters. Because Vince McMahon, like I posted on Twitter, Vince McMahon is somewhat backstage in the dark room wiping his behind with $100 bills. He is making these deals. Vince McMahon is getting his money in. Look, man, you know who's to credit, ultimately? You know who's to credit or who's to blame? It is we, the people. We are to blame. Are we, if, you, if, you, if you're mad about this, if you're excited about this, you got to credit us or you got to blame us because we are the ones hate watching or hope watching WWE. Like, the majority of us, what do I mean by that? I'm about to explain it. You hate watching WWE, you're watching to complain about the product, or you, you, you fall into my category to where you hope watching. You're hoping, like, oh man, maybe this is the week where things get intriguing. It's going to be like the old days. And you're just hoping against hope every single week. And you're, you're, you're hope watching. 
And like that's that's nothing to take away from people who actually enjoy the product. But that that's the majority, that's the way I see it. I hate watching, I get hope watching. Nevertheless, we're lining up WWE's pockets. We're, we're the ones, we're buying a network and we're making it intriguing for others to look at the network and say, you know what? I want a piece of that pie. So we're the ones to credit or blame. Like if, if you're mad, you just got to blame yourself. Right? And you can't hate Vince McMahon. Here's my thought of this whole situation. Yeah. Hate, hate the game, don't hate the player, man. That's, that's, a, that's all I'm saying. Don't hate Vince McMahon. He, he's getting billion-dollar deals. And, like, you can't get on Vince McMahon. You can't expect him to change. Because if you're Vince McMahon in, in your, where's Vince McMahon, in his 70s? If you're getting billion-dollar deal after billion-dollar deal, why would he change now? Like, he already sees that his way is right. Like, there is no reason for him to change the product or for him to get it. You know, feel like, oh man, I, I'm, I'm, I need to liven this thing up. Like back in the day when WCW had them down and out, nearly out of the business, Vince McMahon stole ECW's idea and changed this business. There's no reason for him to change now. Nobody is ever going to have WWE out of business. They're going to keep lining up these billion dollar deals. So things are going to stay, 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 excuse me, the same. And speaking of things and the same, moving on to the next topic. WWE. Uh, a report came out from WrestleVotes Twitter account that said WWE wanted four big matches for WrestleMania this year, as it's going to be a two-night event. And they want part-timers. They 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 want John Cena and Goldberg. Just to, I think to the big said that John Cena and Goldberg are near lots for WrestleMania. And The Rock, they couldn't get The Rock, but they're, they're looking for part-timers, and that is the problem, man. I just talked about Goldberg uh, and being in a match with Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble. Like, I remember the old days where guys made their names at WrestleMania. The guys had their big moments at WrestleMania, and I'm talking about full-time roster guys, not part-time guys. Like, remember Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream. Like, that happened at WrestleMania. Like, guys had big moments at WrestleMania. And sometimes it is the event, it is the spectacle, it is the grandeur of WrestleMania that could catapult a guy into a bigger role in the company. And like, WWE, for whatever reason, they have the horses. They have the men and the women, but they just do not trust them. Like, I, I will never understand that. Like, they just, they just feel a need that, you know what? We got to have part-timers on this show. Like, no, you don't. You got the talent. That is the problem. And until they fix that, that is going to forever be a problem. So, moving on to the next topic. We got Sting. And I feel like AEW, you, you cannot find, first of all, you cannot find a bigger Sting fan than me. Maybe my brother. That's about it. Other than that, no. You can't find a big Sting fan. And I feel like they're overexposing Sting. First of all, when Sting came to AEW, I was hyped, man. I was, I was through the roof. But I feel like they're overexposing him in this aspect. You can't have Sting show up every week. 
or else the graduates the, the spectacle of seeing the specialness, I know that's not where the user is, the specialness of seeing it starts to lose its luster just a little bit. We have to up every week. And the segment is he stands by Darby and team has backs down with five guys against one or two. I he's starting to lose the the, the specialness just a little bit. It's kinda like Undertaker, man. Undertaker will show up every now and again. When that gong would hit, it'll be special. That's what I thought AEW should have been doing with Sting. Nevertheless, we have a street fight. Sting and Darby versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And there was a lot of talk going on about this. People liked it. People didn't. And I'm here to say this. Look, it's a whole lot like Undertaker in a whole lot of ways. Undertaker wanted to go out on his own terms. Sting wants to go out on his own terms as well. The last match we seen of Sting, he doesn't want it to end like that. So, we're going to have a street fight. And it's more than likely going to be a cinematic match. And guess what? Remember, for all the people that are against this, you remember how great Undertaker and AJ Styles was? Like, that was a phenomenal send-off for the Undertaker. And I feel like we could have a phenomenal match here with Sting and Darby and Brian Cage with starts. I am all for it. It should be a fantastic matchup. And yeah, I cannot wait for it to go down. So I support this strict fight with Sting all the way. It's going to be a cinematic match. I cannot wait to see how it turns out. Moving on. Number four. Speaking of NBC, man, NBC has been in the news a lot, man. Uh, NBC is canceling the NBC Sports Network and hockey may be moving to Wednesday, so NXT may be moving to a different night. We shall see how that turns out. I don't know. We'll see. But the NXT should have moved to a different night a long time ago. Like, NXT on Thursdays makes way too much sense. But the thing is, if NXT goes to a different night, they're just going to have to admit that they lost the war. And I know a lot of people want to jump in on that and say, oh, man, give it up that the war wasn't a war. There was never a war. Oh, yes, it was. I'm old enough to remember what people were saying that AEW had no chance in hell, uh, no chance. That's what the got of beating NXT in ratings. And AEW has dominated the ratings. Not that I really care that much about ratings, but people made it a big deal. It is what it is. Uh, but AEW has dominated them. And yes, they would have to, if they move nights, they would have to admit that they lost the war. I know a lot of people say that. You know what, it's, it's the network doing this. It's not NXT doing it. It's not WWE doing it. Well, a network did it to WCW. I'm one did it to WCW, and guess what happened after that? People started talking about how Vince McMahon won the war. And this is going to be the same situation to me. If they move nights, then yeah, AEW won the war, whether you like it or not. It is what it is. I think NXT should move to another night a long time ago. So we're moving on to the next topic. Oh, you know what? I missed out on something before I hop into the next topic. Bad Bunny 
It's a segment of people that don't like the bad bunnies in the show up at the Royal Rebel. I'm not going to mention what the segment of people are, who the segment of people are. But, look, here's the deal. I know y'all don't like to have musical performances at these wrestling uh, events, but this is one of the few times where I support it. And, like, uh, because the dude made a song named Booker T, he had the temerity because you actually have Booker T in the video. So, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I think it's a good idea. And you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. There's a lot of people out there that ain't going to give it a chance. And <laughs> I find that very funny. That just tickles me. But moving on to the next topic. Private Party. They are the new number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team titles. On the side, I'm feeling this track that's running right now. This, this instrumental track that's running. I'm feeling it. Private Party, New Impact, number one contenders, and you know what? When this segment was going down on Impact, I said, uh, it feels like AEW is winning too much of this AEW Impact relationship. But you know what? It is a phenomenal, a stroke of genius to have Private Party come in, win the match, and be the number one contenders because that creates a ton of momentum. That creates a ton of interest. More interest than it would have had as opposed to Private Party showing up on Impact and losing. Now, that creates a ton of interest. Now we have Private Party versus the Good Brothers. That is going to go down. And that is going to be a phenomenal match that no surrender. I cannot wait to see how that turns out. They have me hook, line, and sinker. I am interested. I don't know who's going to win, but you know what? I'm going to right now just change from here to there. Right now, I'm going to put my money on the Good Brothers. Either way, if Private Party wins, boy, that is going to be a hell of a, a hell of a stroke of genius because you got the tag team champions on the Impact Tag Champions on AEW. That would be bananas. That would be crazy, man. And speaking of crazy, man, I want to talk about something. What is more important and what should be more important? Character versus wrestling. In today's era, what is important and what should be more important? Character or wrestling? What is more important in today's era, in my opinion, is clearly your wrestling ability. When I say wrestling, character versus wrestling, I mean character versus wrestling ability. Really, in this day and age, wrestling ability is more important because I've never seen anything like it. I've said this before. All of them can go in that ring. Like, at nearly all 90% of wrestlers can go in that ring. Male or female, they can go in that ring. However, not everybody has a great character. And in my opinion, what should be more important in today's age is finding a great character. Just look at Bray Wyatt, man. The dude sticks out like a thumb in a great way because he has a great character. It is incredibly hard to be a good wrestler and stick out because everybody can go in the ring. It is easier to have a great character and stick out as one of the best things in all of wrestling because not everybody has that. And just another example, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief. A great character, and he's sticking out as the best thing in wrestling. 
because of that character. And like, man, I look at it, and there's a lot of debate as to what's more important character wrestling. You look at Mount Rushmore. When we get to talking about Mount Rushmore and what's who's on there, we talk about characters: The Rock, Steve Austin, uh, uh, Hogan, Ric Flair. And the more you go on, the more you realize it's people with character. And like I just look at that in today's age. And I think, man, we need more characters. We need more intriguing characters. And that's what it should be in this age, in my estimation. Characters should be over ring work. I said that ring work should just go in the tank and not matter at all. And give me somebody with a great character, somebody that I can invest into. Moving on. Dex Hartwood, FTR. He said that he wants Chad Gable in AEW. He's on a watch long on ad free shows. Said that he wants Gable in AEW. We look at AEW, and I made this mistake. We look at AEW as this great elixir fixer where everybody has misshoes in WWE can just go to AEW and it's going to be great. And that has just not been the case. You look at uh, 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 Sean Spears. When he showed up in AEW, I was like, oh my God, finally. This is going to be great. This is going to go well. And it just did not go greatly. Like, uh, it hasn't gone as great as I thought it would go. So, I mean, uh, you look at Rusev right now, what he's doing in AEW Miro. Like, it just has not gone as well as I thought it would go. Like some things have gone well in AEW, but like it just goes to show that not everyone can be used properly. Not everyone can be pushed like that. And I look at Jack Gable, and I'm not entirely sure that it's going to go well if he goes to AEW. So uh, everybody looks at AEW as, no, just go to AEW. It's going to be perfect. Like no wrestling company has ever been perfect, and it's been proven. Sometimes it just miss. Even NXT just missed sometimes. They missed out on Sammy Callahan. They had a lot of Diana uh, uh, Peraza missed out on her. Like sometimes you just miss. You don't do as well as you, you, you did in the previous company. And we'll see. Maybe Chad Gable goes to AEW and falls out. Maybe he just has a tremendous career. And you know what? I'd love to see that, but it's not a guarantee. And like. Yeah, that's something you gotta get over, man. You gotta, you gotta get over that. You know what? It's just gonna be well if they go to AEW. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is the final topic of the day. Brady versus Mahomes, baby. Yes, I, I, you watch football and you're thinking, all right, what's the Super Bowl gonna be? It is a clash of the old generation versus the new generation. And the first thing I thought about was, okay, what's the basketball version of this? And I said, LeBron, the only basketball version we could have got is LeBron versus Jordan in the finals. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And then I uh, go on and I said, what's the wrestling version of this? And clearly, the first thing I thought about, Open Rock, WrestleMania 18, and look, that's just, that just gives me a reason to play this clip right here. Hold on, let's see if we can get it up. Classic match, man. 
listen to the crowd, man. Crowdy hopes up, man. Toronto was on fire. They are in King was greatness. Watch when they realize when he puts the rock down. It's the crowd. Hold up, bro. Jim Ross. Let's bring it back. Jim Ross is just tremendous at this point. Incredible, man. There's one, one thing, one more thing I want to get to that's a very underrated aspect of this matchup. And I'm gonna get to my point about my home team, Brady. If you're watching on YouTube, most underrated aspect of this whole match, The Rock right there selling Hogan. He's like, oh my God, he's hulking up. And he sold that incredibly, man. That's one of the most underrated aspects of that match. But Mahomes and Brady, it's going to be like The Rock and Hogan, man. It's going to be electric. We all want to see it. It's going to be exciting. And guess what? The Rock. Excuse me. Yeah. The Rock won the match against Hogan. That's what's going to happen. New school is going to beat old school in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is going to beat Tom Brady. That is exactly how it's going to go down. So that is it for episode 116 of the two. Sweet Wrestling Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the number two, Sweet P-O-D, and at OMD Corey B. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Link tr.ee slash Too Sweet P-O-D.